This is a more than just podcast production. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Tim Mitchell. I am in Toronto, Ontario. And I'm joined once again by Jonathan Kuline in Mississauga, Ontario. Hello there, kids. And we also have Jaime Lopez Jr. on the line in Seattle, Washington. How's it going? All right, so let's talk about the 2024 Spockies. 2024 Spockies? Tw- yeah, 2023 Spockies. Well, it's the 24 is the year that they're... This is like the 2024 Oscars or for last year's movies and, you know... Is it? Technically the okay. 2024. So what's, the, what's the cutoff? It has, to be, it has to have come out in 2023 or...? Yeah, that's that's kind of what I did when assembling the the Giganto list here was focused on stuff that was either in a movie theater and or on your television set in the year 2023. Okay, so how are we going to do this? We're going to rattle through the, the the. Yeah, let's let's maybe just sort of run through the list and then maybe we can have a quick uh, discussion about the merits or not of some of these uh, candidates. Uh, we can even weigh in on whether we have seen or not seen these things, because there are certainly things on here that I have not had a chance to watch yet. Okay, so All right. um, best movie. I'll read the list off. Movie. Yes. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom, Barbie, The Blue Beetle. The Creator, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves, The Flash, Godzilla Minus One, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, The Hunger Games, Ballad of Songs and Snakes, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, The Marvels, Rebel Moon 1, Part 1, sorry, Rebel Moon Part 1, Shazam, The Fury of the Gods, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Super Mario Brothers Movie, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, and Transformer Rise of the Beasts. So are we going to put all of these in here, or are we just going to, like, well, pick? I guess that's why we're having this conversation. So we can do a little live debate here. We can always, you know, see what people think. But I think we yeah. can winnow this list down. I don't want to winnow it down uh, arbitrarily, but I, I must admit, this might be one of the worst sci-fi and fantasy movie years we've ever seen. Yeah, why? Uh, tell isn't, me, there isn't like one standout movie here. You mean there's there's two movies in here that are worth like really worth your time. Maybe three. Which are which are? I would say Barbie. Yeah. I would say Guardians Three. Okay. And Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Those are the only three movies that are like something really really special. Right. There's Ooh. some good movies in here. There's some perfectly watchable movies. The Marvels is a perfectly watchable movie. I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Meet and Mayhem was perfectly watchable. I think The Flash was perfectly watchable. I think Dungeons and Dragons is perfectly watchable. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is okay. But, like, it's not a great list of movies. It's not. It, it If you go back through the history of our Spockies, and I might have actually had to do that as I was looking for my uh, previous stuff... It, it's it's not a it's not a great year. It's just not. Do you do you disagree? No, no. I, I like. I think you can. I think you can probably take Ant Man and and Aquamania off the list. Blue Beetle, I would take off the list. Um, Dungeons and Dragons was was an okay movie. The Flash. I don't know if the Flash belongs there because it's just sort of one of the you know tent pegs of DC, right? Godzilla, we could probably take off the list because I'm not gonna watch that one. Uh, Hunger Games, I'm definitely not gonna watch intentionally right <laughs> maybe um, if it's on a streaming service one night 
Yeah, Marvel. The Marvels was was okay. Indiana Jones and Doll of Destiny has a place in this universe, but I don't know if it belongs on this list. Um, Transformers, I'm not going to watch. I started watching it, but I didn't. I just changed the channel. Um, Super Mario Brothers, maybe. I I have no opinion on the new Ninja Turtles. You guys are big fans of that. I, right? I thought it was a good movie. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched it yet. And uh, the Shazam, I thought was okay too, but Shazam's had. Shazam has kind of a, um, you know, it's, I, I, I don't know, it, it's not really successful as a, as a superhero, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I like the character and like the, I like the family and it's fun, but I find it, it's like a kid movie almost, you know? Yeah. Even though it's not. <laughs> and we did discuss no. for, for our, for our listeners, we did have a discussion on, uh, on the Spotcast, uh, the channel for the three of us about whether Barbie fit on this list. It, I don't think it's a sci-fi movie, but it is a fantasy. Have you seen uh, it? I have. I I do think that it's a fantasy movie in that, you know, obviously it is not based on things that are real. Um, you know, there is certainly a fantastical element to it. And so therefore, I think it fits in with sort of the larger milieu we talk about when we talk about sci-fi fantasy. Your mileage may vary. You may disagree that it, it isn't there, in which case I suggest you vote for one of the other things. But I think all three of us agree it belongs in here. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I I I I saw it first, and I said, yeah, right away. In my mind, it's a sci-fi movie. Yeah, even though even though it has a great message, I don't want to get you know get that impression. Yeah, but sort I, of lots of I'm... other sci-fi movies. It doesn't mean it's not a good sci-fi movie, yeah. right? Yeah, we yeah, even had yeah. discussion about Oppenheimer. And we're like, well, it's science fact though. There may be fictionalized pieces of like, do we really know that this particular person said this particular thing behind closed doors? Well, no, that's the fiction. That's just, that's just movie but, making is what that is. Yeah, that's the dramatization. But like, you know, real science, real people, real bomb, real error, right? Um, so that's, that's the thing. I, I think, John, the, the take that I, I take from your, uh, and I'm not disagreeing, I'm just trying to absorb your, your take on this, is that we didn't have big standouts, uh, like, like cream of the crop clearly go above the list i don't think that there was what, what a bunch are you going to look bad back things, on but in i don't think there years. were any that yeah 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 just, so that's the that's sort of the, the is, is the there one things. movie here you're going to look back on five years and be like that is that is an all-timer so like, i think i think well i haven't seen some of these movies so that's that's part of the issue and that it made it challenging for me to vote so two pairings that i i think are interesting uh so i would believe that um well, many people went with Barbenheimer and they went with Barbie plus Oppenheimer as the as the pairing. I would argue that Oppenheimer and Godzilla minus one probably make a really good pairing too. <laughs> I've not seen Godzilla minus one. You look on Rotten Tomatoes, it's gotten like, enormous kudos there. But you know, two halves of like ostensibly the same thing, right? The creation of of nuclear war as a possibility, and how does one side interpret it and how does the other side interpret it in their call? Could be a good pairing. I would also say that uh actually I know this for a fact that the creator is a good pairing with, believe it or not, uh Good Burger 2, <laughs> surprisingly, <laughs> as a uh, unexpected combination. It's the um uh I don't know. It it's it's the uh chocolate and and spicy stuff kind of combination. Like, oh didn't know that would work. Did you watch the creator, by the way? I did see the creator. I did see Good Burger 2 back to back, not on purpose. <laughs> I realized, oh, yeah, there's a through line here about humanity's place in an increasingly artificial intelligence driven world. Mm. 
Right. But yeah, I think to, to Jonathan's point, like, you know, the Spockies, you know, we can only, uh, it's tough year, uh, you know, the, the strikes pushed a lot of things out that uh, would have normally qualified for this year. Um, so we can only vote based on, on the, and nominate based on what actually came out. And so are we going to be like the Academy and only pick like five or 10? So, so there, here, there's kind of the rub, right? So the, the Academy Awards ran into this same problem of like, hey, five nominees for Best Picture means that, you know, you've got some snubs that feel like it should have been yeah. in there. But they went too far. They said, let's put 10. It's like 10 is way too many. It should be like seven because there's usually only mm. one or two snubs. There's not five snubs. And so... Yeah, no, I think I think five is a good. That's a five. Five is a number that I'm comfortable with. Well, and you get a better consensus that way. If you put too many candidates in, you do get that. Like this one won. It had three votes. <laughs> it's like yeah, that's that's never yeah. fun, right? Yeah, uh, I I do also agree with sort of the take that for the Academy Awards, the Oscars should have when people are voting for Best Picture. It should not be oh that was a really good movie that year. It should be kind of like we will remember this forever. As as a good counterexample, I know it's a winner, but Shakespeare in Love has zero cultural impact. Nobody references it. Nobody knows what happens in that movie. So let's do let's do this. Let's okay. We, like I think we agreed on the first three that Jonathan mentioned as as sort of the front runners, right? What if we were to each pick one movie that we would like, sort of like the coaches pick? Mm, mm-hmm. All right. Right. So what am I putting that, on that presumes we wouldn't it? all pick the same like three things to do. No, I mean, but it's, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If somebody, somebody, somebody puts a movie forth, then, you know, then you can pick another movie or agree or what. So Jaime's put Godzilla minus one. Okay. Yeah. I'm throwing that one in as my uh, judges save or whatever it is we're calling this on this game show. Okay. Jonathan, you got one, another one or, um, like who's your second runner up of the, of the if you, if those three are your top ones? The only other one that I enjoyed that that I thought was somewhat special out of this list is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, so I thought that that was that. really quite well done. I thought it it went somewhere. I, I like that one. I, I don't feel strongly enough about it that I would I would die on a hill for it. But it was it was a really enjoyable take so on, throw, on that. Throw an, okay, I'll throw an asterisk on it. Okay, so that's that one, and I'm I'm going to put the crater through. Just for the sake of science. Okay. All right. So let's move on to best television show. Which is the opposite of our television problem. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, yeah, here it is. Boys Gen V, Doctor Who. uh, We're talking about the Christmas specials, I guess. Um, Foundation, Good Omens, Invincible. Good Good Omens Season 2, right? Yep. Okay. Um, And then, uh, yeah, Invincible, The Last of Us. Uh, Loki, Mandalorian, My Adventures with Superman, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. I've only seen one episode of that so far. Uh, Secret Invasion, Silo, uh, Ahsoka, Star Wars Visions, Discovery, uh, Lower Decks, Picard, Strange New Worlds, The Bad Batch, Walking Dead, Dead City, What If, and What We Do in the Shadows. And then, oh, you got a separate one for the the Trekkie stuff? Yeah. Um, all right. So what do we think are the front runners here? Woof. Last of Us, I guess. So this, yeah, Last, last no. of Us, no. Uh, last of Us, yes. Mandalorian, no, in my opinion. Loki. Loki, season two. Woof. Foundation Boy. season two? I thought Foundation season two was great. Yeah? I, I did. I mean, I mean, Foundation season two. Is Jaime still there? 
I'm I'm thinking I've not seen Foundation, <laughs> and I'm I'm trying to figure out. Do we want to bring Doctor Who the Force the the four specials? I don't know what what number are we trying to get to here. This is tough. So we're trying to get to five, 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 five or six or whatever. Five. Okay, so six for the, six I, for I'm the gonna movies. I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the, the 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 slam dunkers for me. So Last of Us is a slam dunk. Yes, that has to be on the list. Silo okay. has to be on the list. I thought Silo was terrific. I think Strange New Worlds has to be on the list. I think Strange New mm. Worlds was the strongest Trek property last year okay. and could win this whole thing. It was terrific for the second season. Um, what about uh, Secret Invasion? No. A hundred percent no on Secret Invasion. Yeah, that I don't, is I don't think not that on my list. Wrong enough to make. Uh... And Loki season two. <sighs> That's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. Mm. Okay, so we've got Last of Us, Silo, and Strange New Worlds. So we've got our three, yep. right? So each one of us gets a vote. Oof. I have I have dogs coming. Mac has taken to drinking out of the toilet, which is really funny because like <laughs> I put the lid down. <laughs> oh, Jaime's made his Good pick. Luck, Jaime, Jaime yeah. what'd you pick? I threw in uh, Picard. I would have picked Strange New Worlds had none of you picked that one. It was. Uh, you mean the Next Generation Part Two? Yeah, yeah. So this is one that like it's got some some quibbles through it, and it inherits stuff from season one and season two. But it like it takes a oh they're never going to stick to landing into like they wobbled a bit, but they stuck to landing. You know, it was so satisfying in a way that it it was fan service for sure, but it was really well done fan service like it was really enjoyable to watch the gang back together it really was it was a special thing as a as a long time trek fan okay not fair because there's only three of the, the original series left fair <laughs> but then they got like a series of movies so i don't know what to tell you that's uh, true yeah they they, they they had their chance <clears throat> i'm gonna so take what are you putting for? i'm gonna take yeah. i'm gonna take ahsoka all right i think ahsoka is is Probably the strongest remaining. I, I really that liked Foundation season two. Oh, I, I I liked a lot of the other stuff, but that one is it. I think it's it. There you go. I got to pick one, right? Uh, you got to take one. Well, we have a few Brits on the tool vote, so I'm going to put Doctor Who forward. What do you think? How much should do? Should we try it without him, or do you want to do want to wait? Yeah, I guess we can do best Star Trek series here. Where I listed them out, so we've got. Uh, a plentiful year in 2023. Star Trek Discovery, Lower Decks, Picard, and Strange New Worlds. I could tell you which one I thought was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was a good year for Trek. I mean, I think Strange New Worlds Season 2 was sublime. I think Picard was very satisfying. I think Lower Decks was hilarious and also somewhat really kind of interesting in what they did with the, with the the Mariner character this year. I like that her arc from beginning to end of like what she's feeling and how she's dealing with her emotions. And I thought that was actually surprisingly for a show that is a lot of just silliness was actually pretty, pretty smart and pretty thoughtful. Um, I think disco was just the weakest of the bunch. It just was. Yeah. And it's kind of strange. Like you, you got to have somebody be last, right? If you're, if you're ranking me, sure. somebody has to be last. And I don't think Discovery had a bad season, per se. I think it just wasn't as strong as some of the, the competitors Not from enough Tilly series. Not <laughs> enough Tilly. When Tilly left, she left too early, and the show suffered with no Tilly. They still haven't announced when they're coming with the... Uh, they announced they're going to do the Star Trek Academy 
series that is set with her obviously leading the way and the team and stuff like that. I'll be curious to see when that's like if they make an announcement of that. They haven't said anything about it coming in 2024, so I, I'm curious. Yeah, it, they sort of uh, ran out of steam in terms of spreading these things out for Star Trek series. Like we've even before the strikes, um, we were already going to see a bit of a scheduling problem here and the how do they continue to get my money on Paramount Plus <laughs> from week well, this to week? Is, uh, this is actually, let's since we have a moment to pause and talk about this, this year is set up for the ultimate test of the Lopez calculus. Because as we just talked about at the beginning of the episode, we're not getting our first Trek thing until April. Uh, our expectation is that we're going to get you know, maybe some more lower, more lower decks, although they haven't confirmed that. We think that we're probably going to get, you know, a uh, Section 31 movie. We're going to, we might get some Strange New Worlds, but they haven't confirmed that. Although we do know, uh, especially from living up here, we know the actors are in town. So they're starting to film, whether or not that means it's this year or early next year. But, uh, you know, even beyond that, like, there's just a lot of stuff that is just kind of ramping back up after that very long writers slash actors strike. I'm, I don't know. You might not need all those subscriptions this year. It's going to be real tough for people. So let me just show people an insight into what my, my, my weekly watching is. And I don't think it will, ch- will it change dramatically. Uh, what's coming up is the next thing. So I won't change my weekly watching schedule until Curb Your Enthusiasm returns in February 4th. I think that's the, the next soonest thing that I have written down announced. So. On Mondays is uh, America's Got Talent Fantasy League. That's normal people TV show. Uh, Echo just finished, so that will fall off the list. Uh, the Floor with uh, Rob Lowe. That's also a normal people show. Uh, we Are Family, uh, a normal people show. So you might be noticing a pattern here. A lot of these are things that don't require writers and actors normally, right? They're game shows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? So they're, yeah. they're very clearly filling uh, an area. Um, Delicious in Dungeon, uh, which spoilers for my pick, that would be one of the things. And then Saturday Night Live turning. So kind of a real uh, a dark time for new stuff, which means I probably need to catch up on old stuff. Like uh, I never did see Percy Jackson. I never did mm-hmm. see um, I never did see Disenchantment season five. That's that's on my my back catalog. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And I think we all have those like I had heard a podcast recently where someone made the comment. If they didn't make shows this year, we'd all still have something to do. You know, there's so many shows and have been over the past few years. And, you know, we're at the tail end of this incredible era of television where there was this level of competition that was driving a lot of content. And so there's so many highly regarded things that are just sitting on my watch list. You know, we've talked about them, you know, the number of things that Reservation Dogs, you know, I've heard for the last like four years that that's a terrific show. I just have not made time for it. Part of it is because we do this and and, uh, my priorities have to be on, you know, a lot of sci-fi and fantasy stuff. But there's so much good stuff just sitting there waiting for us, right? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. We're just talking about the the Lopez calculus as it applies to a year like this where we might not get as much content as we're used to. Yeah, the context was, you know, um, for best Star Trek series, I bet if they could see what was going to happen with the scheduling and timing, they definitely would have pushed some of these off into the new year because they will have nothing <laughs> for months. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and then it won't even have 
the full set coming up. So how are they going to, are they going to get our Paramount plus money is the starting question. So best actor for movies, this was the category I struggled with. And I, when I made this initial list, because again, as we talked about, not the crazy greatest movie year. So maybe we need to go back to our finalists again and sort of see if anything else jumps out, but it's a short list of what I would call exceptional performances. Yeah. Well, I mean, two of them are animated. And then the third one, well, yeah. So unless there's somebody from the creator or Godzilla minus one or Teenage Mutant well, Ninja Turtles. you could also pick from like Rebel Moon or you could pick from Shazam. Or Certainly we could. Moon. Again, you tell me who in those had a standout uh, performance in your mind. I cannot, I could not in my mind think You don't think Christopher anybody. Pratt as Mario was like worthwhile? Or, no. Uh, uh, no, nor no, no, no. We're, uh, we're we're holding the award until yeah. he plays Garfield, and then we'll do the the makeup award. <laughs> yeah, we'll do the the honorarium. Yeah, yeah. It just um, again from the from the male leading role performance area here. I did not have a lot of things jump. Well, we out could at we me. could glom we could glom the males into one category. If there's do we have like a lot of male. TV category. T- yes, male the TV male actors? the male and female uh, the male. The male TV and the and the female TV again, just like the 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 list is very strong. It's the movie on both male and female. We could put them all on one big list, um, but yeah, then you know we're putting Barbie versus Ken, and that's just a bloodbath. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, let's be progressive. We can just be like, hey, Oscars, be like us. We don't need these genders. Yeah, these are these are actors. Yeah, exactly. Actors are actors. We'll just all put them in one lump group. But yeah, so I, Tim, if you want to read the list, we didn't uh, we didn't go over our our nominees, but it's a short list for the actors. For the actors, yeah. Best movie actors: Bradley Cooper, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Um, I'm surprised you didn't do Vin Diesel, um, <laughs> Ryan Gosling as Barbie, and Shamik uh, Moore for Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Yeah. The main character, he plays Miles. Yeah, and and you could put in um, oh, what's the man who plays his dad? He's so good on uh, Atlanta. Oh, what the hell! I'm fishing for names. No, no, it's the other guy. It's the guy who plays Al. Yeah, I could see that being more supporting though, because the Shamik Moore is um, Miles, right? So yeah, I mean he's he's the star. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brian Tyree Henry. God, I knew there was three names and I just could not pull it out of my brain. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, actually just finished watching the final season of Atlanta. Speaking of things that we were catching up on, I finally just watched the last season of Atlanta, which was genius. That show is incredible. Um, but yeah, you're it's like, it's not like not to diminish these performances, but like, it's not a really killer group. Like, do you want to put Paul Rudd or Michael Douglas or, Jonathan Majors, um, which we didn't talk about, but that's a that's a thing. Um, yeah, like I, I just yeah. looking through this list, like nobody jumps out. Yeah, I Michael think... Keaton in The Flash. I don't know. 
Harrison Ford and India and like I just I got nothing I got I got nothing yeah I, I think it's the same problem of like in this particular category not having standouts uh there yeah. are good performances here that we've we've selected here but but we're like hmm are there more out there probably not not standout enough if we had to fill 10 slots I'm sure we could fill 10 slots but would we feel comfortable or we feel like we're just you know Doing oh, it I mean, to yeah, we, we could arbitrarily fill 10 slots, but uh, again, I don't I don't feel good about them as somebody I would want to hand an award to. Uh, I look forward to putting in a fill in the blank and seeing what kind of responses we get. If maybe there are people out there who feel very strongly about some of the performances. But uh, yeah, my conclusion in in, in filling out this uh pre-ballot for the Spockies was great year for TV, not so great year for movies. Indeed. Indeed. And and to be fair, when I say movies, I mean in this particular genre. I think, you know, there's lots of great movies out there this year. They just they just weren't in this. <laughs> okay. Um okay. So let's just leave those three B and we'll go from there. Best actor for TV. Yeah, I'm okay with this. I I think maybe Lee Pace we could take him out. Okay. Um, and Nick I mean, Offerman, I put in here, but he is clearly a supporting. Yeah. So I don't know if we want to bump him just because he's not the lead actor. But I mean, it was a sublime performance. But you can argue that yeah, Pedro Pascal okay. being in all the episodes. Mm-hmm. So the list is Chudi Gatwa as Doctor Who, Tom Hiddleston for Loki, Anson Mount for, for Strange New Worlds, Nick Offerman for Last of Us, Lee Pace for Foundation, and Pedro Pascal for the last of us and you're suggesting lee pace should go i get that he kind of chews up the scenery but he was a lot of fun in that season um best actress again not a robust list margot robbie for barbie Haley steinfeld for spider-man across the spider-verse she was spider-gwen and uh Mm -hmm. iman Vellani for the marvels i thought she stole that movie she was terrific also i'm biased because she's from here what she's from markham she's markham oh oh the young girl okay yeah um it's marvel yeah, the yeah, just like yeah, the actor uh, category, we said you know these are good performances, and we probably didn't have standouts in other uh, movies for for sci-fi. No, yeah, I, I mean, mean if you want to put in fiction fantasy, yeah, if you if you want, we can pull some lead actors, but I don't really, I don't, I don't feel strongly about them for sure. The best actress TV category. Oh, there was well, wait a minute. There, there was what's her name from um, uh, the Fleabag Girl. She was in. Um, oh, from Indiana Jones. Phoebe I, I haven't seen it yet. So yeah, um, and then there was Phoebe Waller Bridge. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, Phoebe yeah. Waller Bridge. I just, I mean, give somebody to vote for, right? I, Emma Chan was Emma Chan was in the creator. Yep, and she was. You know, the, oh, the little girl, the little girl in the creator. I, I would put her. Okay. Well, you're gonna have to tell me what her name I, is because I've not seen that. Yeah, I can't remember. She's small. Um, I mean, if we're going to have Jodie Foster win an Oscar, an Oscar, no, not Jodie Foster. Who was it? Um, Ryan, Ryan, you know, the, the guy from the Ryan O'Neill, Tatum O'Neill won an Oscar, right? Yeah. Uh, although I don't know why she won that Oscar, to be honest. But, so do you want Emma um, Chan or do you want the, the little girl from, uh, no, the little girl. I'm just trying to find the creator. Hang on. I'm just trying to keep an eye on the dog too. Cause dog needs. <laughs> yes, she does. You guys didn't like uh, didn't like my joke about Phoebe Waller Bridge. The name of the girl is Madeline Yuna Voyez. Do you want to write that in? <laughs> yeah, I will. You've got it in front of you. I do. Yeah. Come on. I think I'm saying it right. Madeline. She has the best best line in the movie. 
And they ask, the, the other robot asks her, what do you want? She says, I want all robots to be free. She says, no, I meant in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> That's kid thinking right there. Yeah. Uh, okay. This might be the toughest category of the whole bunch. Best Actress TV. Uh, Laura oh, Byrne for Foundation. Natasha Luberdizo for Ahsoka. Jess Bush for Strange New Worlds. Christina Chong for Strange New Worlds. Rosario Dawson for Ahsoka. Rebecca Ferguson for Silo, Lou LaBelle for Foundation, Tawny Newsom for Lower Decks, and Bella Ramsey for The Last of Us. That is a lot of talent right there. Yeah, Jess Bush, you is, want... the... Jess Bush is Chap- She's Chapel. Chapel. Yeah. Laura Byrne. Which one is Laura Byrne? Uh, she is the woman who plays Dimmerzel. The robot? Yeah. Oh, okay. Which is a tough role to play. And I thought she did a really yeah, good yeah, job. Yeah. Um, and Lou LaBelle played, um, uh, what's her name? This show. Uh, uh, hmm? uh, Gail, Gail, Gail Dornick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's, I, I, and I put Tawny Newsom in here cause I really like, uh, Jaime, you and I were talking about, um, Lower Decks. You know, I really think she brought a lot to that character this season from just some incredibly funny killer one-liners to some pretty decent emotional stuff. I know it's only yeah. a voice performance, but I think she did an incredible job. Yeah, likewise. Um, there's some depth added to the character. That was really nice. And it wasn't all just writing. It was also performance as well. Yeah. The only one I could see cutting from this list and being okay with would be probably Rosario Dawson, who I thought was good, but not maybe great as Ahsoka. I, I think I enjoyed Natasha Luberdizo as, as Sabine better. but Yeah, I could see that. But again, I'm, I'm I, unless there's any, like, I don't know. I don't know anybody else you guys want to cut out of this list. I know it's nine people, but it's a great, strong list. And again, if you want to cut one of the, the foundation actors, we could cut one of them as well. Or one of the Strange New Worlds ones, if you want to decide between Jess Bush and Christina nah, Chong. You know, let's, let's, leave the, let's leave this one as it is. Yeah. But let the, let the, the masses vote. There you go. Podcast listeners, you decide. All right, right, this is a fun one. I like these two categories. This part might not be actually in the show, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It's already this... well over two hours. Ah, keep going. Come on. Um, okay. Most anticipated movie of 2024. This is, is uh, not the greatest year ever, but there's some fun stuff. Deadpool 3, Dune Part 2, Furiosa, a Mad Max saga, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, Joker, Folie à deux. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, Craven the Hunter, Lord of the Rings, or the Rohirrim, and Madam Web. That is our. What's, uh, what is Madam Web? Madam Web is from the people who brought you Venom and Morbius. Oh, okay. uh, we are taking more obscure Spider-Man adjacent characters and making stories about them. Normally, I would not even touch that or put it on this list, but I gotta admit that trailer looked pretty decent, and mm. I like. I like three or four of the different lead stars in the movie. So I'm at least intrigued. I think, I I think uh, this one stands. I think we just let people pick what they want. mm -hmm. I don't think we need to cut anything out of here, but it's a good list. It's an interesting list. I I think I know what's going to win, but we'll see. Uh, And (laughs) most anticipated TV show. Again, this is a damn good list. Three body problem. Agatha Darkhold diaries, avatar, the last airbender, the boys season four, doctor who, Dune Prophecy. This is a spin-off HBO show based on the Dune movies. Uh, mm-hmm. I put Echo in here because it's already happened, but what are you going to do? Uh, Fallout, yeah. 
House of the Dragon, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, season two is supposed to be coming, Marvel Zombies, Star Trek Discovery, Lower Decks, Prodigy, uh, Star Wars The Accolade, Star Wars The Bad Batch, Skeleton Crew, Star Wars Skeleton Crew, Stranger Things, the final season, Umbrella Academy, the final season, Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live, that's the return of Rick and Michonne, and X-Men 97, I know where Jaime's vote's going. Mm. Yeah, this is a long list. Should we, like, choose one each and then add a few more, or are you going to leave it as the longer list? I, I'm, I'm gonna, I will take Echo out, because that's, that's happened, but... Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if if we want to keep like, I I don't know. Is anybody here looking forward to uh, particularly looking forward to I don't know Agatha or Avatar or I don't know what uh, to take out of here. Avatar. Well, Avatar Avatar has a bad history, right? Bad track record, right? Well, um, this is the Avatar. This is the not the Blue Cats. Is, is this it is a live. Is a live or, is, or an animated? This is a live action interpretation of the classic anime series, uh, right. which you know always is a bit of a who knows. I mean, uh, Cowboy Bebop got slammed, but then people loved One Piece. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows what you're going to get? Yeah, yeah. Doom mm. Prophecy, I could care less. Fallout, I'm not sure about. Anything with zombies in it, I'm going to nix, because I'm tired of zombies. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, that, really, that removes two shows, like with one fell swoop, right? Is anybody Stranger particularly... Things, I, thought Stranger Things, I thought Stranger Things was over already. No. They've got one more season to do, and they're filming it I'm right not now. Look, I'm, not look, I'm not looking forward to that one. I am. I'll watch it. I am. Are you? I'm looking okay. forward to it. Yep. All right. Yep. Fine. Fine. Yep. Prodigy, we can take Prodigy off, I think. Prodigy could come out, probably. I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious. Again, I'm curious to see. You know, we've gotten all this little bit of hype that it's coming, right? Nah, it's not going to be. It's not going to be good. And Discovery, I'm not. I'm not really looking forward to Discovery. Ooh, ooh, ooh controversy. Ooh. controversy. Ooh, ooh, that was a hot take. What you, what? That's a hot take. Yeah. This is the this is the final season of Disco, and you're like, don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Ooh, spicy. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think the whole going to the future thing and and like it's it's, it's gotten for Star Trek, it's gotten unbelievable. <laughs> you know. All right. Anyway, uh, well, you guys all... have been enjoying the last couple of seasons of, of Discovery. I think there was things to like about them. I can't say I have enjoyed them as much as I've enjoyed some of the other Star Trek properties. That yeah, we've the, seen. I think the yeah, I think um, Strange New Worlds is, is eclipsed Discovery, right? It has. But then the question is: Is it because Discovery was first out of the gate. I mean, the first, you know. Well, coming back to the, coming back to the, the the actual exercise here, I think we we'll probably take the Bad Batch out. I'm looking forward to that one too, I, because that's the final season of Umbrella that. Academy. I have I'm, I skipped in Umbrella Academy the last season, so I I don't know if I have. And, and I enjoyed that one too. So again, it's it's personal preference. That's why these lists are complicated, right? I'm not. I don't care about The Walking Dead. I don't care about yeah. Marvel Zombies. I don't care about uh, yeah, well, let's take Avatar or Agatha. I mean, I'll watch some of this stuff, but like, it's not like, oh my god, I have to watch it. No, Avatar, Agatha. You're taking it out of my team. Go ahead. Go ahead. Gone. Too late. Had your chance, you blew it. The boys. Uh, I'm always looking forward to more Marvel boys. Zombie. That show is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Prodigy, we're taking out, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I and, think it's a good list. And then our last Fallout? category is the easiest one, which Fallout, is mo- Fallout Zombies, isn't it? Fallout is <laughs> sort of zombies, sort of. But it looks, I mean, it looks funny at least. It looks like clever in the way that the game is clever. All right. And uh, most anticipated Star Trek, we'll just leave that as it is, right? 
leave it as it is. This is only four things that are coming mm-hmm. out there. We're going to get uh, Disco Season 5, Lower Decks Season 3. Should be Season... Uh, no, yeah, it's Lower Decks Season 5. We've got Prodigy Season 2 and Section 31 movie. I didn't put in... Um, Strange New Worlds, because I don't know if we're getting more Strange New Worlds this year. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We might, but okay. we might not. So I don't know what to say. But that is your rundown on all things Spockies. So we're going to clean this up. We're going to polish it up. And we're going to put it out there as a chance for you to have your say. So please uh, vote. Share it with your friends. Uh, you'll find it on our Slack channel. We'll put it on our socials. We'll share it around. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, come play with us. Let's Let's see what you think. And we'll put in some other categories so you can reinsert some of these ones that we may have arbitrarily thrown out your favorite actor and or TV show and or movie. Sure. Let's move on to the watch list. What everybody's waiting waiting for. You're up. Well, I've been watching Monarch Legacy of Monsters. I, th- I believe, yes, it's come to an end. Um, very in- entertaining show. I think it was it was really compelling. I mean, like, you know, a guy in a rubber suit, lizard suit, I mean, has always been a problematic um my favorite actually my favorite godzilla movie is uh, son of godzilla one about the little baby baby godzilla um, yeah is that what he's called it wasn't Uh, the cartoon anyways yeah so so what i liked about this show was was the way that kurt um kurt russell and his son kurt russell and and wyatt russell both play the same character at different stages Hmm. so it's kind of it's a really interesting portrayal right so very interesting and it's timey-wimey too and it's i mean there's there are some unbelievable stuff but it's hey it's sci-fi right yeah for me me. having seen monarch legacy of monsters i feel like i put it in the same category as chucky and cobra kai where yeah i just could not be bothered personally with the kids the teenagers and the adults part was like the part that kept me coming back yeah yeah Hmm. plus the, the big mystery anyway my dog is trying to destroy a box that's sitting beside my desk for the last four years. But anyway, <laughs> um, Jonathan, you're up. Yeah, uh, so one of the things I watched while we were off uh, that I really loved was Blue Eye Samurai. I don't know if either of you had a chance to watch that on Netflix. Um, it's an eight-part uh, season. They've already announced they're going to do a second season. It is this really kind of cool, speaking of the John Wick stuff, the trope you talked about earlier, guys, The um, it's basically a revenge story. It's about this uh samurai in 17th century japan the world is closed off to uh non-japanese they've basically closed off the 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 walls they don't want uh anybody from other cultures in japan they're kind of in that phase where japan was kind of trying to hold on to its its existence in the way that it was uh not that that's possible for anyone to do but they tried um and it's basically about this uh this samurai who is basically going around trying to find the last few uh uh, caucasian people in japan and kill them Mm -hmm. um and it's great it is so freaking enjoyable it's got a really really good voice cast um led by uh, maya erskine um it's got randall park it's got um kenneth branagh it's it's really really top notch the animation is gorgeous it is very adult it is blood and guts and gore and sex and nudity and like it is it's not a cartoon for the kiddies uh, but it is 
tremendously enjoyable. Um, I, I really enjoyed it as a watch and found myself at the end of it being like, more, more, more. So uh, I definitely recommend checking that one out uh, if you get a chance. The other thing I have on my watch list, I watched the first episode of the TED TV show that came out uh, last week. Uh, mm -hmm. So this is a basically a prequel TV series to the Ted movies starring uh, Seth MacFarlane as a uh, bear, teddy bear come to life. Um, there's no Marky Mark to be found. Instead, there is a young man playing him in that character um, as a young boy, probably I'm going to say 14, 15, 14, uh, I think maybe in the show they say he's 16 or something like 15, 16, something like that. But um, it's, it's, it's a funny show. I did find myself laughing out loud. I do like Seth MacFarlane. I, I, I do enjoy family guy. I get that his shtick is worn out for some people. Uh, the Ted character is, it's funny just to hear like these filthy things coming out of a teddy bear. Um, so that tickles my fancy. It's the rest of the family, the the kid they got to play, uh, his his brother, his 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 keeper. I don't know how to define that relationship. Um, his thunder buddy um, is yeah. not not a terrific performer. The young man, unfortunately, I don't feel like he really is at his best in the first episode. Uh, they have not used the same two performers who play his parents in the movies. It's it's a, a, a new couple, including. Um, the red-headed fellow from the Oroville, whose name escapes me. Uh, my wife recognized oh, yes, him. him. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was definitely uh, it was definitely worth a laugh. I enjoyed the first episode. I will continue to sort of check it out and see if it has any kind of staying power. Um, but yeah, it's worth a watch for sure. Um, I don't uh, here in Canada. It's on cable TV, which is kind of weird. Uh, it's not on a streaming service, which I thought was kind of an interesting choice. And in the States, I want to say, I mean, it's on Showtime or something. I'd have to see and just watch. Let me take a look. Yeah, here it's on Fubo or... Fubi? Fubi? Fubi, is that what it's called? It says Fubo TV. No, F-U-B-O-T-V. Oh, Fubo, yeah. Oh, it's on Peacock here. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It's on Peacock there. Yeah, and it's on Showcase and Stack TV here in Canada. So if you have Stack TV, you can watch it there too. But yeah, with a watch. I, I laughed. What do you got for us, Jaime? My choice is one that is only three episodes into the first season. There's an anime series on Netflix entitled Delicious in Dungeon. The basic premise is you've got a, a swords and fantasy world where adventurers gather in groups and, and raid this particular dungeon, which is very deep. So deep, in fact, that um, you really can't get all the way to the bottom because you just will just run out of food and supplies. So in this case, hmm. the main character is incentivized to go back to the lower depths of the dungeon because his sister was uh, eaten by a dragon. But in this world, dragons digest so slowly, he might conceivably be able to save her. And the way they're going to go about it is they're going to eat the animals and monsters and stuff that they find along the way to the dungeon so they don't have to carry weeks and weeks worth of food and supplies. So it's <laughs> weirdly a sword and fantasy show bolted together with like a cooking show so you know hmm. you think oh how would i cook mushrooms what if the mushroom was alive and i gotta kill it first <laughs> and then dissect it <laughs> appropriately and and slimes what if they could be 
know, dehydrated and used uh, kind of like you would like a jellyfish. It's, it's a it's a weird it's a weird choice. It's kind of fun so far. Uh, I'll see if the shtick wears off after episodes, but so far um, I'm enjoying it. Hmm. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that's it for another week. So, hey, uh, Jonathan, people can touch with you. Where will they find you? You can find me on Instagram or X at as at JPK News, or you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash at JPK. Okay. And Jaime, if you want to touch with you. I'm on Twitter as at Dev of the Hair. All right. And this on my lap is Sorsha. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly my known as Timitra. the Rose and Rose of Teeth. Yes, yes. Uh, the house inspector we call her because she finds all the flaws in our house. Um, my name is Timitra, T-I-M-M-I-T-R-A on the Twitter machine. Don't bite me. <laughs> Speaking of which. Um, yeah, until next time, we'll see you in the future. Bye. 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 That concludes another episode of SpotCast, streamed to you via subspace signal. I'm friend of the show, Greg Keo, joining you from Sector 001. If you want to find out more about the podcast or see the episode show notes, visit the SpotCast website at spotcast.com. You can get in touch with your Star Trek nerd hosts on the website or follow them on Twitter. They're at SpotCast. If you have feedback or questions, send them a tweet with the hashtag AskSpotCast. If you like the show, please consider recommending it to a friend, writing a review on iTunes, or pledging any amount of gold press latinum at patreon.com slash SpotCast. You can find details on how to help them out on the website, SpotCast.com slash SponsorUs. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the future. Wishing you peace and long life.